Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She had sent a text message to somebody um, saying that if something happened to her, it was not an accident. She didn't do it. So she was afraid already for her life. Um. I'm the one that dropped him off there. I wish I would have never got him out of the hospital. I wish I wouldn't have took him up there. If I was to know him, something like this was gonna be the last time I seen him. There's just a part of me that wants to hold on to that hope that maybe he's still out there. You just heard from the families of three missing people, all vanished in 2020, all with ties to Stevens County. 65-year-old Doyle Putnam vanished in August near Ford, Washington. 61-year-old Guy Geyer disappeared in mid-November near Chihuahua. Finally, 35-year-old Melinda Lopez, who also hasn't been seen or heard from since mid-November. Melinda was apparently last spotted in the Newport area in Ponderay County, but deputies say because of her close ties to Stevens County, SCSO was involved in her case too. Here's her mother, Yolanda. Somehow, someway, it's all going to be one junky, big mess. You'll hear much more from Yolanda and the other families of the missing later on. Thank you so much for listening to this. My name is Haley Gunther. I'm an anchor and reporter for KHQ in Spokane, Washington. All three of these families you'll hear from wrote to me. They pleaded with me to please feature their loved one's case. I have throughout the past few months and nothing. No answers, no closure, no justice. They asked me to keep these cases in the public eye. So that's what I'm trying to do. I do want to make one thing clear. No one involved believes these three cases are connected, but they do share so much mystery. What could have happened? Was there an accident or something much more sinister? I've been up there two or three times walking around up in the woods and his place that he was stayed at, all his stuff's been stolen off the property and taken off and kind of walked around. Let's start with Doyle Putnam. He was in a bad way physically, fresh off of one neck surgery and waiting for another. Did someone take advantage of how vulnerable he was? His family thinks it's possible. Uh, my name is Casey Putnam and Doyle Putnam is my older brother. And Doyle has been missing since since August. And in in the circumstances, for those who aren't super familiar with the case, can you tell us a little bit about his his health? I mean, it was he was really struggling. He he missed a critical surgery. Yes, he had a his neck broken vertebrae in his neck or a disc or vertebrae, yeah, it was a book. And he was due to have it. He got out and was just waiting on the surgeon to come back. He was supposed to go in and schedule a week later to have his neck because the second vertebrae in his neck is crushed. His brother says he picked him up from a Spokane hospital and drove him to a place in Ford. Was sure he'd see him again shortly ahead of his next surgery. I took him up towards where he was living to a friend of his at all. 
that was working on his truck that had his truck there that he had a truck and the guy got it running for him. That's where I dropped him off with the, the guy that was working on his truck. Dropped him off there and asked him if he was going to be all right. And he said, yep. And called him, tried to get back all in later that day and that night. And he wasn't. He was nowhere to be found. He wouldn't answer. His phone was shut off. And so, so the last time you saw him, he was. You dropped him off at his truck um, at a home near Ford, Washington. Everything seemed fine, and then he just vanished. Yeah. Do you think your brother is still alive? No, I don't. Do you think he your brother? He would have contacted us or something, like for Christmas for sure. My mom, anyway, or somebody. Do you think your brother was murdered? Uh, something, yes. I believe so, yeah. You didn't think that. The police told my, my other brother that they found his coat and his wallet up in the hills or up, in the, up there. And they wouldn't tell my brother what kind of coat he had on or what kind of what coat it was or just said it was his wallet and his, with his ID in it. And his wallet didn't have a ZVT card in it or a social security debit card or nothing like that in it, just his ID. So what did that tell you? What, when you when you heard that his property had been found kind of dumped in the woods, what did... Uh, he wouldn't have left his truck. He wouldn't have walked off up there in the condition he was in. He could hardly walk anyway and and his truck was running when I was there with when I dropped him off there. The guy had his truck running, so he wouldn't have walked off with a with a running vehicle sitting right there. And, and I don't know what coat they found. I would have they would have at least told my brother what coat it was that they found, but they wouldn't even give him that information. And because I know what coat he was wearing when I dropped him off up there, and he was within hours he was gone. <laughs> after that did he have can you think of anyone who may have wanted your brother dead no not wanted him dead no no and it it really wouldn't because of his incredibly he had frail money, he had money in his pocket and stuff so i know you know then and it wouldn't take him much to right all they would have to do is hit him upside the head or slap him up with her hand and he would have been doing fell down and doing the chicken because he had a neck brace on and stuff but his neck was broke and the hospital told him to be real careful with his neck while until he had it surgery or they said he could be paralyzed for life if he damaged his neck any more than it is so it really i mean his health was incredibly f- fragile yes yes yeah what do you think happened? I think somebody up there wanted to get his money, robbed him for his money, and rough got rough with him, and, and worse went worse or something. I don't know. If... I don't know what they could have did with his body, though. They, I don't. Me myself, I don't believe the police have. Uh, are wasting any of their time going up and looking. My brother's, they got a warrant for his arrest up there now because he missed a court date up there or something, but 
don't know, he's a he's a felon and, and a felon and I don't believe they're wasting any time looking for him. Because he's made mistakes in his past, is that what yes, you're yeah. because of, yeah, he's a felon and he's frequented the the jail up there in <laughs> Stevens County and if he was a lawyer or something like that or They'd be, they would have a task force out there looking for him or something or, or for his understand that they're probably understaffed and everything, but heck, they could release return your call when they say they're going to and they don't. The Stevens County Undersheriff told me when I first started investigating Doyle's case that to them, all of the circumstances were, quote, suspicious. To protect the integrity of what they've got, details on the discovery of his folded up belongings haven't been made public or the exact location. It's also unknown if the cards that were taken from his wallet were ever used. All this family believes they are sure of is that Doyle did not just walk away. He couldn't have. They believe whoever did this likely never set out to commit a murder. I don't think there was just one killer out preying on just my brother. I think it might have been a accident that went out of control or something. And somebody just wanted to take advantage of him and did. But and didn't realize he was surprised. Nobody else probably knew how bad he was hurt, you know? Yeah. And now, I mean, if, if somebody out there knows what happened to your brother, knows where his body is, and you could say something to them, what would you say? No, please tell somebody where his body's at so we can put an end to this or put a rest to it. For my mom's sake, anyway. Now the case of Guy Geyer. Um, he, I don't even know where to start. He is... A family man. He really is. Um, he's, I've got two boys here, and he has been there for every step of the journey. Um, he was in the hospital with me when my youngest was born. He's spent countless hours outside teaching my son how to work on cars, you know, just fishing, you know, anything he can, working with me on, you know, tools and cutting trees you know, very involved. Not the kind of person who just takes off without looking back, especially around the holidays. He's missed so much. My name is Amanda Evans, and Guy Geyer is my dad. You, The way you speak about your father is in the present tense, but you have told me in your heart of hearts you, you fear he is deceased. I do. There's been no word from him, no contact with my mom, myself, any of his friends, any of his family, his own mom, his sisters. Nobody has heard from him. In the passing of, of Christmas with your with your children, you had told me there isn't anything in the world that would have kept him from celebrating with those kids. No, he has never missed a holiday, a birthday. You know, he's never not called his mom, especially with the holidays going on. She's there. She's 82. He's, you know, he knows time's short. He's not going to not contact her. Can you tell me about the last, the last day that everything was normal, that he was around? The last day that I remember would have been Saturday, November 14th. Um, 
and I had seen him just briefly after I got off work. I've been working long days, and I believe that was the same day that he brought me a new circular saw that he had gotten. Yeah, you, um, bo- you both love home renovation type, all, yes. all of that. Yes, and so that was super exciting. You know, he talked about us going and getting blades for it. He was going to teach me how to use it. Um, and I ended up getting sick that night. So I spent the next couple of days in bed. Um, and by the time I knew he was gone, he'd already been gone for a couple of days. So mid-November is the last time anyone has seen him. And where did he go? Your mother was the last person to see him, correct? Yes. He, he had gone and picked up a truck that he was borrowing from a friend. Um, he was supposed to go into town the next day and get supplies for the house that he was working on. Um, he was out in the garage tinkering around like he always does. Mom went out and talked to him, came back inside. A few hours later, she went to go check on him, and truck was gone. He was gone. No word. You know, no clue where he had gone. Um, that was Sunday, the 15th of November. By Tuesday morning, the 17th, we tried texting him, tried getting a hold of him. He wouldn't answer. So mom got a hold of the friend that he borrowed the truck from. Um, That gentleman sent a text to him. He sent a text back saying, your truck's fine. Which, for him to send a text like that is very odd. He would have called this gentleman or you know the wording is just off okay um, and then the fact that he was due to return the truck on wednesday the 18th and never showed up so the truck we found the truck i believe on friday um like that would have been the 20th out at the house in chawila that he was supposed to be working on the keys were in the truck the window was rolled down you know, and he keeps his keys on him at all times. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's bizarre to leave keys. I mean, that's just, that's strange, right? It was very strange. I can't recall the last time I saw him just set his keys down on the counter. He has asked me to bring his truck down before he got stuck one day and realized that he still had his keys, so I couldn't bring him the truck. You know, I mean, he never is without his keys. And he always locks his doors, even at home. So was there anything weird inside the truck, besides obviously the keys? Was there any, I mean, blood or any evidence of, of, of a fight or anything like that? No, the only other odd thing about the truck was that the window was down. I mean, it's the middle of winter, yeah. You know, the window rolled down. Um, the house that he was working on, the door was left unlocked. Was all that strange? Tools, it was, because all of his tools were still inside. All of the materials that he had bought for this project were inside. You know, and he wouldn't leave any of that stuff unsecured, ever. What um, kind of condition was the house he was working on? What What was that left in? It was almost spotless. I mean, all that he'd been tearing up flooring, all of that was swept up, bagged up. All of the tools were put in 
a back room together, nice and neat. So I mean, was it, it too clean? It was. It looked like somebody had gone through and cleaned it up. There was no trash laying around. I mean, he smokes. There was no cigarette butts, no ashtray, nothing. His hats that he always wears when he's working were sitting there. So that right there to you was like this. That was very suspicious to me. Yeah. But the family doesn't want to be laser focused on this being foul play. Could he have just wandered off, wound up in a bad place? You know, I think it's possible that he just was depressed. He was frustrated and may have just gone for a walk. It was really foggy right around that time. Um, And the property is very large. It's easy to get disoriented. I've been out there myself in the fog. And if it weren't for the vehicle headlights, I probably would have gotten lost myself. So you are, there is a chance that, you know, that maybe there was nothing criminal. It's possible. I mean, I, I would rather it not be something criminal um, because it looks, knowing him, knowing where that house is located, it would have to be somebody that he knew that did it to him if it was something criminal, which in turn means it's probably somebody that my family knows. Um, and I would much rather that not be the truth. Of course. But, you know, you're you're a realist. You know that very well could be the reality here. I do. And, you know, my first thought when all of this happened is, you know, this kind of stuff happens on TV. I watch these kind of shows all the time. This can't be my life now. This can't be the reality. But it is. And I know that means that there's, there may be answers out there that aren't going to be what I want. So if, if somebody out there knows exactly what happened to Guy, what happened to your father, and they're listening, what would you say to them, Amanda? I just want to know where he is. You know, his wife wants to know his kids, his mother, his brothers and sisters, his grandbabies. You know, everybody just wants to know where he is. You know, he he's a family man. He's very loving. He has so many people here that love him and just miss him so much. Well, I am so grateful that you trust me to try to help you, and and I just hope our continued coverage will turn something loose, you know, get people talking. That's that's what I can do to try to help your family right now through all of this. And we appreciate it so, so much. I am just, I am so sorry, and I do hope that anyone listening, if they know anything at all, you know, they'll just do the right thing. I hope so. I mean, you are the only person really that has helped us and really pushed this forward. Now to the third case, Melinda Lopez. Do you think there's any chance at all your daughter is still alive? No. No, she's not. They were, everybody's talking about it, but nobody's helping me find it. Everybody's talking about Ailey. It's so, nobody wants to go help me. 
That's Melinda's mother, Yolanda Rogers. She packed up her life as she knew it in Boise to stay in the Newport area for as long as it takes to find something, anything to give her answers on what happened to her daughter. I promised myself I'm one I'm not leaving without her. I'm not going to go home without her. No, they probably just put the body somewhere. I mean, it's probably already gone, Ailey. As I mentioned earlier, this is the case that Ponderay deputies are the lead on. But since Melinda had those ties to neighboring Stevens County, they are looking at it too. Her mother remains convinced her daughter's killer is out there. She's done her own detective work and heard rumblings of a cold-blooded killing. Melinda is gone. The Ponderay Sheriff tells me while this case does have plenty that's not quite adding up, they're still treating it as a missing persons investigation rather than an official homicide. They just haven't been able to find concrete evidence that Melinda is dead or not. But Yolanda says her mother's intuition is in overdrive. Melinda was last spotted in Newport in November, but since then, nothing. Her dog is missing, too. Her mother says Melinda would never not reach out on Thanksgiving, let alone Christmas. Haley, I've been looking for her. I'm here in Newport. Melinda knew I was right here. She would be here, and I have pleaded out to her. If you're in trouble something, just let me know. I'll come get you. I'll take care of it. Whatever it is, I will fix it for you. They... I am so sorry, and what I can do for you is continue to keep Melinda in the public eye, get people knowing about the case, and get people hopefully talking and doing the right thing. It's the stupid drugs, Haley. It's the drugs that they're all on. I don't know what it is, but it just, do you I don't think, know. Do you think your daughter just got mixed up with the wrong people? Yeah, I think, I think she was doing... Uh, Snitches get whatever, stitches, and somebody said that she was recording something. You be safe, oh, Yolanda. You be safe, and I will, I'm going to get this. I think she got executed because she's had information, and that's, shut her down. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm gathering. They told me that she had a tape recorder, and I know Melinda. She's stubborn, and she'll stand her ground or whatever it is, but and she also spent, well, I said that she was already feared for her life. And she was already scared that something was going to happen, and it did. Her mom says she learned Melinda sent a text shortly before vanishing, saying she was fearful of someone or something. She didn't specify. I have to stress, at this point at least, what Yolanda has heard, those theories have not been proven by law enforcement. They say they have done multiple interviews, and still, there's not enough evidence to concretely say this case is heading in any direction. The investigation remains active, and they're urging anyone with info to get in touch. As far as Yolanda is concerned, though, she just hopes our listeners will see something in someone they love in Melinda. Oh, God. Uh, you know, be careful of your granddaughter or your sister or somebody up here because, you know what, they're going to be the next ones disappearing. And if someone's listening, please do the right thing and help me take Melinda home because it is sad. I've never done this before, combined three unrelated cases into one podcast episode. So I hope it all made sense and came together okay. We do have in-depth coverage, photos of Doyle Putnam, of Guy Geyer, and of Melinda Lopez on our website for you right now at khq.com. All you have to do is search for the Q6 cold case tab. You can catch up on my other cold cases there right now too. Of course, if you can help in any way, please reach out to deputies, these families, are pretty desperate for some answers. Until the next one, I'm Haley Gunther.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.